Even if you did capture the Avatar, it would not solve our problems. You must never give in to despair. Allow yourself to slip down that road, and you surrender to your lowest instincts. This is Uncle Iroh from Avatar: The Last Airbender. You are listening to a special presentation from Steambox: The Joyful Rebellion. In the darkest times, hope is something you give yourself. Hey, this is Roberto. You are back with another uh, another Steambox podcast from the Warriors in Central Falls. This is a special edition. This is the Joyful Rebellion. Warriors from Central Falls, please say what's up to the world. What's up? We also have Paola Moreno mm-hmm. here. She's going to help us process some of the stuff that we were talking about. If, if Joyful Rebellion is about mental wellness, and some of y'all are like, these are the subjects I want to explore more around mental wellness. Y'all talked about suicide, depression, anxiety, social anxiety especially. But we also talked about body shaming. So somebody shared with me an article, and you have feelings about that article, Paola. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, so it came about, the article was published because I was invited to do uh, undergraduate research. And at the time, I was kind of skeptical because everyone who gets invited to do to present and showcase their work is usually like biology stuff, stuff that people take a really time to research and study. And for me, it was just something that I was passionate about and did as a capstone project. So I didn't really think that, not that it wasn't important, but I didn't think that it fit in with everything else. Like everything, again, was all stuff that people wanted to prove, like a hypothesis and thesis. And for me, it was like, uh, I'm passionate about body positivity and my whole project was based off um, going around campus and talking to people and plus size women about how they felt on campus and um, kind of gave them guidelines on how to be positive and not be so down on themselves. And I guess everyone loved it. And I presented and everyone was coming across saying that everything that I was talking about was truly important. And yeah, and someone came and wrote an article about me, and I got published. I mean, that's how that's how Steambox saw it. That's how we saw it, and and thought that you'd be a good fit for this conversation. I'm wondering. I don't know if anybody else is wondering this, but you said that part of it was going out and asking some of the other students at URI, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering, like, is that a hard conversation to like? Can I walk up to anybody and be like, "Yo, since you big boned it, can we have this conversation?" Like, how does that work? Um. So luckily, it wasn't like too random. Um, I'm part of talent development and we're minorities on campus. And so we know each other. Like we know each other like, hey, like I see you and you look cool. Can I talk to you and have a conversation? And um, I would just ask general questions on how they felt, what they think that their biggest insecurity was. Um, One woman was like, oh, finding bras as a plus size woman is pretty hard. And just like day to day things that we battle. Um, So it was difficult because like you obviously like don't really know the person but you kind of have to step under out of the comfort zone to truly ask them like how do you feel and kind of have to get vulnerable um i always did it on the quad which is peaceful everyone just goes there to relax so um yeah that i only did five people so it wasn't truly that bad i feel like if it 
in a grand scheme, like if it was more than that, probably I would have been more anxious to ask more people. But um, yeah, <laughs> I only have a couple of questions, and I want to open it up for conversation for the for the young people here. But um, first of all, like, what did you learn from the people that you talked to? I think one of the things I learned the most was that I'm not alone in how I feel. Um, I think as a plus size woman or just someone who is you would think is different than what people think out of the norm. Um, and I think it was really nice to know that other people feel the same way that I do and battle the same insecurities and thoughts. Um, I think that was like the biggest thing for me that stood out because it's it's a struggle every day and um, not just as a plus size woman, but just as an ordinary person trying to survive in this day and age. I think that society places these places us in these boxes. And if we don't fit into those boxes, then we're not good enough. And for me, it was nice to hear other people break out of that as well. So it kind of like made me feel better about myself. I think that was the most. Does positivity end when you achieve your weight goal? Absolutely not. So, um, I, a funny story is that I've always been 320 pounds freshman year, 320 pounds in high school. So you go to uni to university and automatically they're like freshman 15 and you have to gain this weight. So I've always been plus size. And then I exercised for a bit because I had like a, a medical scare and I dropped 60 pounds. And at that moment, I was like, I was scared because I was like, I don't feel comfortable in my in in the skin that I'm in and I should because I'm 60 pounds less. But in my head like I was like I wasn't happy with myself and I think that I tried so hard with my project and all the years that I was at URI to feel big and beautiful so to lose the 60 pounds and you still have to adjust to yourself and I think that that's the biggest thing with body positivity is that it doesn't matter what weight you are it's just an insecurity that you have and if you're down on yourself on how you look then you're has anybody else in this room ever felt like they weren't big enough strong enough thin enough pretty enough has anybody ever had like a moment where that's yeah back in like elementary school or middle school i was a run i was super tiny that i had a growth rate so yeah i did feel like i was just bald but then just eventually did anybody ever make you feel a certain way uh, no, nah, not really. I probably just didn't take it to heart now that I can remember. What, what were you going to say nice and loud since you're down there? I said, like, when I was more younger, mostly, like, in middle school or, like, elementary school, I tended to be, I was way bigger than I had before. And it was, like, it was, at first when I was, like, more younger, it was more criticized. And then when I got older, it was more, like, a roar almost. I didn't get that much heat for it, but I recognized it, and I was, like, and like, trying to escape it. And it's, like, to this day, like, I still try to look good. And or anything, uh, before I wasn't comfortable with the, uh, like the way I was. At one point, yes, I was. I didn't like really recognize it until when I got older. I stretched out, lost more weight. That's when I realized. I said, like, damn, how was that? I knew, like, I didn't even recognize all of those until and see you are. If you watch him to recognize it, then you are done to recognize it. If you weren't, and then you're happy, then be happy. So. The article that we were talking about with Paola, it actually ended there. It ended like, you're happy now. Uh, 
happily ever after and you win life because you're content with where you are in your own skin. Um, how is that article aged in that way? Like, was it happily ever after? Are you like super happy every day? So that's kind of how like I was going to get there um, in my same story that I dropped this 60 pounds and I thought that this would everything like my face was slower and I was like, yes, like I'm serving all these looks and it's all great. But now I'm in a happy relationship and I gained full 60 pounds back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to go back to that. <laughs> like I want to go back to the 60 pounds less that I was. And then it took a while for me to go back into the thinking that I had back when I was 60 pounds heavier was that my body is beautiful. What shape, what whatever season that we're in, like it's my body and I'm just going to be here forever and I can't be too hard on myself just because of a number that's on the scale because something can happen. You can get COVID nowadays and throw up and be sick and lose weight and then you still feel crappy at the end of the day. Like I feel like it's it's a peace of mind that you need to have within yourself to be like I'm worthy and I'm good enough and it doesn't matter again what number is on the scale because we all go through things. We're not going to be the same size forever and ideally people aim for that but our bodies change. <clears throat> so with that article, like I was very proactive and because when the article came out, I took it upon myself to create an IG that was all related to body positivity. So just little things that I was insecure about, I spoke about with other people, like being plus size, we have um, a dark neck. And for the longest time, I wore a choker every single day because I was so insecure of my dark neck. But everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't even notice. But it's like it's the insecurity that you have and you constantly think that people are like looking at you or judging you. And I think that once you make peace within yourself, you're just like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it just doesn't matter. And one day I took off my choker and I was like, it's OK. I don't need to wear this thing every single day for five years to to prove what like it's it's just the color it's just the color that happens with being overweight um here i have i have a bunch of insecurities too i'm a big guy um and i and and i was 60 pounds heavier this winter and uh i was when we were planning japan i kept looking at do you know do you guys know what motivated me about japan spider-man roller coaster Close. Very no, no, no. Close. The, the Mario Kart. Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Mario Kart. Uh, if you are greater than a size 38 waist, and I was a 42 4, like I was getting there, uh, they don't, like, you just won't fit on the ride. So, like, I went ham trying to, like, reduce size just so that I don't get body shape. Because I have been to Japan before. I have been on the rides before. And they literally go like this. Uh, they did this before. They were like, oh, you too fat <laughs> they literally said this to me who's trying to go on a ride while well, i was smaller by the way um so yeah i fit on mario kart so that's a triumphant story but these are the kind of like like it's little things like that and it's not even that i want to be able to ride mario kart with you i mean i do but i also don't want to be shamed in front of people mm -hmm. like can you imagine there's so many rides that before last year when i went to universe so there's so many rides i couldn't get on and i was kind of embarrassed you know what i mean like it's embarrassing and it they make those rides for smaller people. Obviously, in Japan, the culture, a lot of them are smaller, but uh, we all have things. And it doesn't have to be fat. We all have things. My, uh, mine is I hate this. I hate, like, this area. 
of me. Uh, but we all have things that we're insecure about. Are any of you courageous enough to tell me about one of the things that you're insecure about where you feel like you might get shamed? That's how I secure about my legs. You have, uh, you're, you're less secure about your legs? Um, I don't like showing my legs because it's like how pale I am and I get bruises easily and it's like all the permit. Yeah. I, I'm like showing it. So you don't like showing your legs. You're afraid of, uh, being bruised. You're afraid of being too light skinned. Is there a little bit, is there a little bit of you that as was because you and I are both Puerto Rican, is there a little bit of you that as a Puerto Rican feels like Puerto Ricans are supposed to look like this, not super white and pink like I do? You know what I mean? Is that is there a little bit of that? Well, that's her. Interesting. Thank you for sharing about your legs. Anybody else have one? Go ahead. I don't like my arm hairs because I'm super pale like as she is and like you can just see it so vibrantly. So I used to want to shave it, but then I stopped myself because that's just going to make it worse. The arm hair. <laughs> well, like all my hair, unless like it's, yeah, that's the thing. I just have a really hairy butt, like I, yeah, <laughs> like can't see nothing. Not talking about your hairy. I don't even. It was, it's like I've gotten over it now, but like it used to be a big secure insecurity of mine was my body hair. Uh, when I was younger, um, so like when I was like a kid, a small kid, um. They'd call me Fulf, which is kind of like chubby slash fat. And it was like something cute. But as I got older, it started becoming more of an insult because, oh, you're too thick to wear this or like you can't wear this because of your body shape. And so um, one of the things I was insecure about was my thighs because they were too thick. So I hated like wearing dresses and things and like tight things that showed them. Yeah. Is anybody afraid of what their partner would think about certain parts of them? Yes. Nothing. <laughs> like, like what? Mostly my stomach, because I'm in a relationship. I'm in a relationship myself. Like now, I don't really care. It's like she loved me for me. I love her for her, and I was like compliment her too. It was like the little insecurities that you said. It's just those things that get to you. You do like your partners judge you for that, whether or not leave you for that. It's relationship weight. Even 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 just your stomach. I agree with that. Your stomach. Um, stomach as well. Yeah. Or like I think I mean like this was different for like both. And it may be different, maybe it may be like, because sometimes I think it's different for like different, different partners. So like with a boy and a girl, right? Yep. Maybe a girl may think like they're too fat, even though they're not. Or a girl, or a guy may think like, I don't know, what's the guy who's Like me, like with my stomach too. They may think like they're like too fat or not. It could be the same, it could be different. Yeah. There's also, there's also communication as well. And the securing of the relationship. But and and you're in a healthy relationship enough where you can have those conversations. Paula, did you? It sounds like you got there. It sounds like with the person that you're seeing, uh, it sounds like you're in a really healthy place. You're not worried about sixty plus, sixty under. It's all the same. Mm hmm. I mean, we're human, so we are gonna get caught up in the emotions, thinking that we need to lose the weight or why did I gain this weight? And I know for like my partner too, like we're happy, we're so happy together, but we also gained. Who do hate themselves. And maybe it's because they had a dickhead moment and they're thinking about that. Or maybe it's because of what they see in the mirror, because instead of Kim K, they see just a different human being, which is who we're all supposed to be. 
So the overall thing is that you want to be at a certain weight because of you and your health, not because of what society thinks is a number. Because you can be 300 pounds and have perfect health. And um, yeah, no, when you're in a relationship, your partner is supposed to love you for you and every single aspect of you. You can gain 100 pounds, you can lose 100 pounds, and they're going to be there for you because they love you for you. So if your partner is making you feel like you're not worthy enough because of your body, that's not the boo for you. Okay. Do you want to shout out your partner's name? You don't have to. Ryan. Right, so, so Ryan. So Ryan apparently loves you for you. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like Ryan's a great guy. Yes. Do you ever get in your own head and you're the villain who you project the villain into Ryan? Do you ever worry about what Ryan might think when Ryan's just minding his own business and being super cool about things? Do you ever look at another girl and be like, oh, I wonder if Ryan likes that or wishes I was like this? Um, Is that a mean-spirited question? I, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a valid question, and I think that it all just goes hand-in-hand hand with how secure you feel. I think that with me personally, my insecurities is never if you're going to look at another woman and think that she's more beautiful. Because I'm definitely beautiful. I'm definitely worthy, and I know that. And, my weight doesn't define me. Um, do I do do I come with him with the little whiny stuff? Yes, every every girl does. But he just reassures me every single time that I'm beautiful. And again, not to be hard on myself because I can gain ten pounds and lose ten pounds. It's just the reality. Which one at? I was just gonna go back to insecurities. I I was just thinking about that, so I thought of more. I'll just bring up another one. My side profile. I do not like my. Yeah, me either. I don't like. I that's don't, why, like, when I sit, like, to make like, really like that, and then like every time, or so someone like takes like a picture of me from the side, I tell them to delete it, and they don't delete it. Like Brandon, and um, it pisses me off because it's just like annoying because I, I don't like my side profile, and then like they share it, and it's just so aggravating. But yeah, I'm, I'm the, this. I can totally relate, and I think that's because I think that's because I'm a, I'm I'm a big guy, and I think that's when you can really see. Like, you can really see my stomach when I'm sideways. That's when all of a sudden I look like, what's his name, Gru from Minions? <laughs> uh, I don't want to look like that. So I've always liked photos uh, straight from the front. All right, so I'm going to get weird for a second. Um, and I know you guys are used to me being weird. I don't want parents to be angry, so I'm going to try to be very careful about this. But um, bodies are so different. Bodies are so, so I, I've got a high level of XP because I'm so old and I've dated so many people. And all of their bodies were very, very different from each other. And when you're growing up, when you're your age, when you have less XP and you look in the mirror, you've got very little to compare it to, right? Like you can't compare it to, you can't see like other naked boys except for in your, in your family, right? Like that's child pornography. So that's not on TV. So you have no point of reference for what certain body parts of yours that are normally covered up on TV and in media should look like. So it's kind of, and when you do see it, if you accidentally get to the wrong channel on cable on like Skinamax or something like that, what you're seeing is like professional actors and like, you know what I mean? Like not what real people look like. So has that affected you? Has anybody ever like been worried about what their own stuff looks like just because they're not used to it? And I'm sure that, I'm sure that goes for girls too, but probably a little, a little different. And you would say definitely. Definitely. Like, even in school, like, even if they're dressed, I can tell the difference. I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. Or, like, oh, they're looking, I'm going to be like that when I'm older or something like that. 
I feel like the opposite. <laughs> no, I'm not even okay. The reason I'm laughing is because we're talking about, you're talking about nice things about other people. Well, no, I also see bad things, but I'm not going to point that out. Well, I was walking through the airport with you, and former WWE champion <laughs> and UFC champion walks by, and you were like, oh, I never want ears like that. Because <laughs> it's cauliflower. No one wants cauliflower. I mean, it's... She basically whispered it in his ear. She was like, nobody wants your... <laughs> okay, yeah, I judge a lot of people. In Japan, I judge a lot of people. Like, I don't... I have... I can't control my facial expressions. So when I judge someone, you can tell. Chloe knows this. But, um, so, like... <laughs> I know bad things, but I also, like... I'm just saying, like, my image, like, yeah, I hope I don't have certain things, but I also wish I had certain things. Do you think, since you brought up Japan, do you think... Do you think our culture is harder on our looks or theirs? Theirs. Theirs. You say theirs? You have to, like, some of them get surgery to match certain people. Or, like, their their culture. If their, like, face is shaped differently, they have to get plastic surgery. Some of them? Have you not seen, like, our former champions and actresses and, and Hollywood people? Okay, and a lot of people here, too. But, like, in Japan, I feel like it's harder there. People just do it here because they have money, in my opinion. Or they're really insecure and they want to get rid of that insecurity. But... In my opinion, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm blabbering too much. Culture, that's what is the difference here. It may not involve in culture. It's just what you want to look like. And then over there, it's like almost forced because it's like what their culture is, what they believe in, what you should look like to be different. Yeah, see, he worded it better. <laughs> Did you have a chance to explore uh, from the five people that you talked to or since um, diversity like cultural diversity when it comes to body image? Or do you have any thoughts on cultural diversity when it comes to body image? For example, is it harder on white people or is it harder on Latino families? Any thoughts? Because I've got 10. Okay, listen. I'm gonna, for off the jump, I'm sorry. Like, there is nothing you can say to me that my Dominican mom hasn't said to me worse. <laughs> like, and that's just period. I think that... um Noah's nodding his head yes. Yes, like, my Hispanic mom, like, my whole family calls me gorda, which means big. I get gordita, or you're beautiful for being a gorda, and it's just like, dang, like, that's all I bring to the table. Yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> um, I feel like in the U.S., it's just normalized more, I feel like. I feel like uh, with the stuff that we have to eat, too, like, I feel like it's just known Rather than like in Dominican Republic or I studied abroad in Spain, like none of those stores carry my size. Like you, I couldn't bring back anything that was like a two X. Forget about it. The, I was lucky if I found anything in um, extra large. But I feel like Dominicans constantly, you know, there's this big stigma of like, oh, a Latina girl with a nice body figure that Coca Cola. And like honestly, like a lot of them. Talking about what she said, Coca Cola. Yeah, you're uh, okay. the bottle. Yeah, so um, I think that a lot of people have that um, mentality that they have to look a certain way. And like for me, it's something that I've struggled with because again, I've always been called gorda my whole life. I've been plus size, and my siblings have the coca-cola <laughs> and it's kind of hard to kind of um be in their shadow the sometimes um but no i definitely think his hispanics are definitely harder on their children and and what they look like for sure like i i so recently i've been into um 
crop tops and high-waisted jeans and everyone's like what are you wearing like you need to like not show your stomach and i'm like but is that for me or for you i make you uncomfortable are you talking about family specifically no like anywhere that i go like that hispanics are around they're constantly like what are you wearing i have to wear all black so that you can look slimmer you can't wear too many patterns because then you're gonna look bigger than you already are and um you know It'd be intense. Be careful what you wear at the cookouts. <laughs> no, a mom, mom give you shit sometimes? No, but what's that with Dominican for seniors? You've seen it. <laughs> um, my family's Puerto Rican, but I do have a Dominican aunt. Uh, you can do the math. Uh, and and um, she calls me, she, she called every time I saw her growing up, she'd be like, oh, you get fat. Oh, you get fat. And she, at some point, her metabolism, I wanted to say this to you earlier because you were talking about how you, your body got right. Don't worry, your body's gonna slow down later, and then your metabolism is gonna slow down a little bit, and then you gotta do a lot more work to stay fly. Uh, her metabolism caught up with her before I did because she's older than me, and she got like, you know, she got very big, and but she's still calling me fat, and I'm like, how, how though? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to knock you, but why are you trying? And what is this? What is this? It's just the it's the law of the family. They can. I agree with that because like my aunt, she was like skinnier when she was younger, and like now she's like around my size or even like bigger and she still judges me kind of time to time and i used to be also big like angel and now i've like slimmed down and you're like what are you talking about yeah yeah i don't know why 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 are people compelled to do this is it like does it make them feel big to make you feel small it's all a projection it's all a projection you know and it's kind of you know, like they say, a, a bully is usually a, someone who's being bullied and then feels like they yeah. need to bully. Yeah. And it's the same thing with um, judging someone and projecting your feelings. Like, you don't want to do the work within yourself to feel secure, so you just rather talk crap about another person so that you feel better about yourself. Um, and I, and, and, and especially in where in my family, like Dominican stuff, like, a lot of those people aren't happy. They're just miserable and they have nothing else to talk about. So like their thing is just to be uncensored and make someone feel some type of way. Um, that's why like I will always be um, la malcriada because, which is the person who talks back because I refuse to like allow them to call me certain names and then like, that's not okay. <laughs> but it's just culturally, that's just how it's always been. You had something to add earlier. Well, you were talking about you related to the mom thing earlier. Yeah. You're not trying to be out there on the. No, wait. Uh, yeah. Um, so when I was talking about. Um, so the person who told me that I couldn't wear certain things was my mom. Um, she'd always be like, oh, this can't you can't wear this. It shows your neck. Your neck is black. You can't wear this. Your butt doesn't look right. Like it's the things like that. Like you can't get the stress. It'll be too short because, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was my mom. I guess, I don't want to say, because I don't want to put the blame on her, but I guess you could say planted the seed of insecurity. I could totally let you off the hook now and just move on, or I could double down and ask you like a really personal question. Sure. Uh, I noticed that there were some really warm days in Japan, and today's really warm. It got up to like 77 or something today. And you've got a turtleneck on today with us, which you yeah. just described as because of a black neck or something like yeah. that. Um, is is this, are you? Yeah. 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 Um, how do how do we do this to you? How how is how have we, and community, culture, society, your mom? How have 
how have we done this to you? Um, I know that you're comforted in a personal way, and I'm, I'm really sorry that the spotlight's on you specifically for this, but I know that you're comforted in a personal way by those clothes, but also there's probably other clothes that would make you feel more comfortable if you weren't in that mindset. And like, how do we do this to you? And how can I, how can I help you just live comfortably? How can our pot? And the reason I ask you while the spotlight's on you is because everybody listening to this podcast has somebody in their life right now who's afraid to show their stomach, who's afraid to wear a crop top, who's afraid to do all of these things. And I guess since the subject came up, I was hoping that somebody could tell me how we could help somebody not be afraid to wear a crop top, somebody to be comfortable in a short sleeve shirt. I honestly don't know. I was dead ass uh, worried that you were a cutter. No. I, I know you're not. I, I've checked your arms subtly in ways that you didn't even notice. Did, did you ever notice that I was thinking that? No. I, I actually checked. I actually, uh, I actually checked your arms. Um, I hate to say it, but I've had enough students who, because of this reason or other reasons, have injured themselves before. And these are the kind of things that, since I care about you, these are the kind of things that I look for sometimes. And so, um, it, in high school, I was a cutter and I, so my sophomore year, my family took a trip to DR and I kid you not, I wore a sweater or flannel in that burning heat because I was so insecure of my arms, my neck. I was just like, I feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable and I feel like everyone's looking at it. And again, it could just be all in my head. But because I'm so unhappy with how I see myself, I think that a lot of people else feel the same way too. Um, and honestly, it took a while to break out of that. And I look at her and I'm like, girl, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> Till this day, sometimes I would rather wear a turtleneck and kind of just avoid it. I don't like putting my hair up sometimes because I'm like, oh my God, you can see my deck. And my boyfriend's like, you're, I love when your hair up. That's like my favorite part. I get to see your natural beauty. She validated me checking your arms, by the way. She totally, <laughs> she totally did. Listen, it's okay. And you know, people in your life worry about it. So obviously like you're in Japan, like that's, that's an amazing thing, but you shouldn't be uncomfortable suffering in heat just um, based off your body so i just gave it to that one student in a really intense in a way that i was uh, apologetically like advancing forward in my line of questioning um so let me pivot to you with what would you say if you could go back to when you were in that mindset what would you say is something that uh, a group of people who are together a group of nerds who you're together with every single week what is something that we could do that would help you come out of your shell or turtleneck I think the biggest thing is just to constantly, like, yes, we say support, but just to really establish a, a safe space. Um, yes, it's um, people think that it's like, oh, well, where is a safe space? We all come here and we all talk, but talk about, we, I know you guys do talk about like talk a lot of shit, yeah. a lot we of re stuff. We really do talk a lot of heavy stuff too, but know that like you guys are well supported and, and constantly tell that person that it's a no judgment. Like you can be vulnerable. You can talk about the things that make you feel some, some type of way. And we could try to find ways to make you feel better. How can we remind you on a daily basis that you are worthy despite the color of your skin, despite your weight, like you are worthy. Um, I think it's just creating that safe environment at work 
um, everyone's insecure and I walk around and I like leave people love notes and just remind them that they're beautiful and everyone's like oh like you really it really made a difference in my day and they put it up and I'm like it's just uh, like horrible handwriting on a sticky note but they're like yeah but that means so much to me that you like went out of your way to remind me that I was beautiful so I just asked you to um, to help us find a way to be more supportive of uh, someone in that situation I'm going to circle back to you again in a minute and ask you like what do, what do we say directly to somebody who is having a significant um body image crisis right it, or a body negativity moment right like what do we say to that person and i'll circle back to you for that in a minute go ahead i'm just gonna say i don't think there's like there's some things you could say but like some people don't take it to the head they just like yeah okay thanks but they're not gonna like accept it and they're just gonna they're gonna yeah yeah and then continue on with the day still thinking the same thing so words can help but most of the time it's not always the solution i think that you're planting a seed you know <laughs> and um don't ever think that it's not enough because again that person may have said thank you but you could have made their whole entire day and they could have shifted their thinking um a lot of the times people don't want to overly show emotion because then they really feel like oh wow like do I really come off this miserable about my weight this miserable about whatever it is and I think that it you just have to be patient with a person while they're struggling with their insecurity and again just constant reassurance has anybody um I, I want to ask probably probably the boys in the room uh I know this I know this stereotype I know this stereotype on us uh, we're, we're mostly black and brown in this room for the, for the boys. Um, and we talked about, um, what, what do you call it? Uh, last week we were talking about, yeah, we were definitely talking about gender stuff, but it was, um, it was like that, that t male toxicity. Um, I'll, I'll say what? Yeah. Toxic. Exactly. Boom. Uh, toxic masculinity. We talked a lot about that last week and, there are things that I know that I'm, I was super guilty of, right? Like I was, I was born and raised in toxic masculinity and taught to be a certain way and taught to go hunting for girls when I was in first grade, right? Uh, like they were like a prize and stuff. Um, so I definitely had definitely like, and there were things that you were supposed to get when you go hunting for girls. They were supposed to be dope. They were supposed to what you call Coca-Cola, they were supposed to be Coca-Cola bodies, right? Like those kind of things. So have we, have, have you guys confronted your own, like, do you, have you thought about that specifically? Like what it is that you like in, and I'm talking to anybody here who's interested in girls. And then the question would apply to people who are interested in boys, but anybody who's interested in girls, um, have you had those moments where you've had to confront, what is it that I like in girls? Is it, is it boobs and butt? And why is it boobs and butt? Like, the, do other things matter, right? Like, has anybody here had to deal with that? You're in a great relationship. How did you get there? This, well, was it through It wasn't even like, not even that. It was like, I wasn't even looking for it. Yep. It wasn't, because she was just a friend like that. We didn't even know each other in person. It was like through, like, I just accidentally like, ran, like, added the wrong girl. And then we just became friends. And then later on, and later on, that's all we got there. Um... Throughout the years, I realized that I wasn't really interested into, like, looking for, like, if they had, like, like butt or, like, tits and all that. No, I just, like, paired for personality. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I always look for. It's not, like, that. that's, like, a bonus. That's what I think of. 
first of all, per, personality is amazing. If they got a good per, if they got a good body, bonus. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's mostly personality, personality that I care for. If they're a good person, if they're disrespectful to other people, if they're disrespectful to you, like, are are looks important? Not really. Not really. Not really. The only thing that matters is personality, because that's how you continue on with relationships. Looks don't matter at all. It's just the added bonus that he said. Yo, I'm kind of mad. How do y'all know now what it took me like 40 years to, to get? It's just, they can, like, they can be, they can look good and absolutely do shit out. They can be like, absolutely. They can look like a 10 out of 10, but have zero personality. So, wait, what do, I know what y'all are in, because I got there over 40 years. But you said the opposite of what I was thinking. You said TikTok? Yeah. What? Yeah. Listen, honestly, like, I it, I know TikTok is, like, a big controversial thing, but I, I thank God for TikTok because, honestly, like, I feel it's helped a lot of our students and people, our young kids, um, see their worth and also other people's worth. Um, okay, so TikTok generation, do, do y'all agree with that? Well, kind of. Yes. Kind of. No. It depends on what side of TikTok you're on. It depends. Dark side of TikTok. There are some multiple dark sides of TikTok. It matters if you read the comments or not. In my opinion. Well, the the comments on any platform are ridiculously toxic. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, which is which is wild. But that's this is why I was thinking that it was the opposite of what I was thinking because I was thinking that social media, Instagram, uh, and, and TikTok are such, uh, what I, maybe I'm just on the dark side or I don't, I don't know the super like physically hot no, side. Honestly, people, it's like pros and cons, yeah. whatever you, whatever it is, like there's pros and cons. I feel like IG and everything, like people are putting their best content on yeah. there. People are putting their best pictures with their best fits and they're not being vulnerable. And the reason why I say TikTok is because there's so many coaches and there's so many different type of people on there that give you all this information. Like even sometimes I check myself and I'm like, oh, wow, great. I didn't know that. Or like, yeah, you doing this mindfulness kind of helped me out to kind of choose mindfulness, too. Um, and that's kind of why, because if you do look at the negative way, IG does kind of place an insecurity on people because they're like, OK, I don't look like that. And that's what gets the likes. Um, but I'm thinking more of the resources that TikTok has. Have you guys found those resources? Is anybody? You look so cold. It's a 77 degree out. Nah, bro, it's pretty chilly in it. It's young. It's nice. Are you? Do you find? Have you been able to find the nice side of TikTok or Instagram? Yeah. Um, no, I'm only on social media if I want to monitor. Hold on, hold on. Uh, the podcast records everything and it all goes into the same sound so even if somebody's whispering it's going to pick that up you you only find the evil on tiktok i'm only on social media if i want to bother people like cam yeah. spam her in the mornings because she never wakes you're you're the troll yes. you're probably also the one in the comment section has anybody found helpful stuff on social media yeah like what like what how to cook and stuff just like helpful things around like the house or stuff that's has social media been more helpful to you than hurtful? No. In what ways, and this question's for you, starting with you and for anybody, in what ways has social media actually been hurtful? 
because I actually wasn't expecting to, and I love that because I think that's important and people should know that, that you can go and find uplifting stuff. But in what ways has social media been hurtful? I feel like I'm fishing and I don't want to lead you guys. That is because someone could post something very sad about their life, about like losing someone. Yep. And then someone in the comments could just be a complete douche and say, nobody cares or say something completely disrespectful about the one that they lost. Man, I've seen just so, I've seen so much and it's, I, I mean, I want so like dark humor. I don't want to lose listening. A lot. I feel like there's a lot of white people shit. Because <laughs> I also I red I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Cam. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I tend to like dark humor. Sometimes, really. but it gets to a certain point. It's almost like posting a video about someone with a dis, uh, like a uh, with a disability. Yeah. And there's people in the comments saying like extra chromosome or something. I don't know because I saw like a video on that. It was like uh, this like couple and like they had they, they were in special needs. Yeah. Then someone said, uh, like, Chromeo and then something with Julia. I don't know. It was a ridiculous. Yeah. It's still a certain point. Yeah. Sometimes they make and they, fun. And they funny. <laughs> they, like, I understand. I understand. What killed me today, what killed me today on social media, on Twitter, I saw this, uh, I saw this picture of so many people on a bridge with, like, Mexican flags and stuff like this. And um, people started, and the Republicans rallied around this and were like, oh, they're coming again. They're, you know, attacking the border. This is, an, this is what an alien invasion is. I saw that was posted so many times on Twitter today. And I was like, yo, I've seen this photo before. So I, I Google uh, image, you know how you can Google lens. I did a Google lens on it. And it was a picture from a 2018 article. And these people right now are like six years later talking about how, going on six years later talking about how this picture is proof that there's like another alien invasion. Meanwhile, we had just done a Holocaust podcast a couple of weeks ago and we're talking about how those kids are still in cages on the border. Right. So red is wrong. Blue is wrong. And meanwhile, people are just being assholes online with fake pictures like that. But that's not even that's not even the point. Like going back to body image stuff. I just thought that Kim Kardashian would have a whole bunch of people looking at their own bodies and go, damn, I ain't right. You know what I mean? Can't still pick at them. You didn't say that. What's the biggest worry? Is it your own? Is it like my face is oily or is it what are other people going to think? So like who's going to notice and who's going to point it out? If that makes sense. It, it, it makes a lot of sense because what I think you've just expressed to me is that somebody pointing it out is that's the hurt that you're afraid of. Because like once they point it out, everyone else is going to notice and then you're just going to be thinking about it for like, I don't know, however long you think about it. Are any of you really, really hard on yourself for it? whether it's a failure, whether it's something about your body, whether it's it hard. Any of, do any of you punish yourselves in that kind of way? Do, are any of you ever like really mad at yourselves? Do any of you hate yourself? Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, it matters today. <laughs> I have, I have uh, hated myself at times too. Uh, anybody want to share? You want to be more specific? Like, do you want to be more specific? I don't know. Like hated in a warm way. In in what way do you hate yourself based on based on some of the body image stuff, or even the way you treated other people about theirs? I used to not like my personality, but then like, I think like meeting like this group or like people around me now helped me like my personality more. And so like now I don't hate myself for that, but I used to hate myself for my personality. Huh. State. What's the reason is that um. I come from a very athletic family and I don't like sports. So they kind of like, 
it's kind of that whole dinner table moment that's like everyone's talking oh i won this medal doing that i won this trophy with my team then the subject just everyone just starts to me like what did you do nothing went to school have fun friends i don't know you were a dope dungeon master last week exactly blood on the clock tower yeah like that's that's the funny thing is that so since i can't be i can't like beat them in that category I said it like being arrogant towards my siblings, towards my brothers mostly because like they ended up dropping out because of soccer and now soccer isn't working for them. So I'm just like, I'm still in school, I'm doing well and I don't have soccer in my life. So I just started being arrogant that way. So it's kind of like, I hate myself a little bit, but at the same time, I'm very proud that they're following their footsteps. Sometimes I don't like the way that I acted towards people probably um like i don't know almost almost in those ways or almost if moments where i was more superficial when i was a lot younger you know what i mean like i because the things that we're talking about today are ways that i don't ever want to make somebody feel and if you ever do an inventory of your life i'm sure that so many people in this room can remember a moment when they were shitty to somebody and and have that moment where they think about how they made somebody feel but the reason i ask you if you've ever had a moment where you hate yourself because is because uh we have a really wide like i'm so proud of you guys for this podcast we have a really wide audience uh we're number two in the world con consistently um so there are people who are listening there are people who are listening to this podcast who do hate themselves and maybe it's because they had a dickhead moment and they're thinking about that or maybe it's because of what they see in the mirror because instead of kim k they see just a different human being, which is who we're all supposed to be. So my question back to Paola is, what do we say to that person who right now, like really doesn't like themselves based on what they see? <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is to not be hard on yourself. Um, I think that we beat ourselves up for stuff that we've done in the past or things that we should have done or what if we don't have anything figured out in the future? And I think that we're human and we need to remind ourselves that we think that people have it figured out, but they really don't. Or maybe at a certain point, they felt the same way we did and they surpassed it. And I think that the overall biggest thing is to love yourself so no one has to. Um, and I know that it's cliche and we hear it all the time, but truly when you love yourself, nothing that anyone says tears you down. Um, and that's something that like I've had to come to terms with too. And I have my life figured out like I think that I do and people around me don't support me. And I'm like, oh, why don't I have support if I'm doing great things? And in reality, like at the end of the day, people are gonna be there, people are not gonna be there. And the most important thing is that you be there for yourself and remind yourself that everything is temporary. Um, everything has a solution and body changes hormones change you can have clear skin i went all through high school having a bunch of acne and now everyone looks at me and they're like oh my god i'd kill for your skin and i'm like listen it took some time a lot of products and a lot of drinking water minding my business but i think that if you're struggling out there and you're being hard on yourself is just look in the mirror and be kind to yourself Challenge yourself to say one positive thing about yourself until you believe it and you feel it. 
and then people will say things and you wouldn't be bothered by it. You said uh, you said that those acts of kindness are like planting a seed mm-hmm. and that those are the kind of things that won't grow overnight necessarily. Mm-hmm. Just being patient again, like it, you may feel some sometimes we want a quick fix. Sometimes we don't want to do the work, but um, we do need to do the work. We need to heal. We need to let go. Um, and like I said, challenge yourself. Say something positive. I am beautiful or I like the way my lips curve or I like the dimples on my face. And you'll slowly find appreciation in your everyday life. Um, yeah. Is it comforting to see like super beautiful people like, I mean, it's it's a little bit sad. But there are people who we all see on TV. There's people like actors, actresses, uh, and I can think of both uh, women and men who I've seen on TV who are stunningly beautiful people who then do like work because as they're aging, they feel like they want to retain and continue to be stunningly beautiful. So they'll do stuff, but then their face is just kind of weird now and, and, and different. And I kind of think that if they were able to just love themselves mm-hmm. while everybody else did, while everybody else loved them physically, <laughs> if, if they were able to just love themselves, they wouldn't have made some of those changes. That's why I really loved it when you said, love the curve of your lips. When I think back to my darkest moment, I would say it was college. It was between relationships. I went to Boston. I was in a new town and my family was here in Providence. And suddenly it felt like I was all alone. And it was just a really dark place to feel like you're all alone and your life is different. And it wasn't body image stuff, but it doesn't matter. That's where my low point was. And wherever your low point is, I think the important thing that I'm getting from you is that it gets better, mm-hmm. right? Like if you can start to plant those seeds, they're not going to be there for you necessarily in that darkest moment. But if you give them a chance to grow, you'll be able to climb out of it. Uh, does anybody else have any final thoughts? Paola, where can we find uh, that article? Is there anything you want to direct our attention to? You could say my IG. You could be like, nah, I just, you know, peace. Thanks for being here. That kind of thing. <laughs> Um, honestly, you can find me on IG at more Paola with three A's. Um, right now I'm taking a little break because I am happy and I'm trying to protect my peace, but I will get back on there and show more love and start talking about body positivity. Honestly, when you reached out to me, I was like, wow, like the fact that five years later, that article is being talked about and I forget the work that I've done and I'm like, oh, now I need to get back on there. And like, I do touch a lot of people's lives just by talking about things that people don't really want to talk about because people don't want to get vulnerable. But I have no problem getting vulnerable um, because people can learn through people's battles. And that's one thing that I learned. And um, if I'm going to say anything else. I think that um, one of the things that helped me a lot in my journey is saying eso es mental. And that's just saying it's mental. Like, it really all is mental. No one really, like, we really get into that anxious mode and we really think that people are judging us and viewing us just because one person said one weird comment and then we overplay it in our head and create these scenarios that aren't there. And I think, again, that the most important thing that we can do is love ourselves for who we are and the bodies that we come in. I hope uh, I hope that we're all able to do that. Uh, it seems easier said than done, but that's the area that we need to get to. That's why this is the Joyful Rebellion, and rebellions are built on hope. 
uh, Warriors from Central Falls. Thank you guys so much for putting this together. Please say peace out to the world. Peace out. <laughs>